are listening to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. And now, bringing you the latest in science fiction movies and television shows, here are your hosts. long and This is a capital. We have a little problem with our entry sequence, so we may experience some slight turbulence and then explode. I got a bad feeling about this. Walter, put the cow away, would you? What is this place? It's a freak show. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. This is episode 58 for our listener feedback episode, Sci-Fi Diner Conversations. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Herzog. And good evening, I'm Miles Spiel McLaughlin. And we are excited to be here. This is a show where we really get to talk about everything, no holds barred. We talk about the shows in any way we want. And if you are not a fan of spoilers, you want to wait you want to wait. We're yes. going to be talking about Falling Skies. We'll be mm-hmm. talking about some other Prometheus. Uh, there may be some other shows that we bring in here. Uh, just be aware. We'll try and say we'll try and say the name before. So if you get to a show that you haven't watched and you want to watch it, don't want to be spoiled, you get a chance to get out. But I'm telling you that we do spoil stuff here. At, at this part of the show, it's a safe place for Scott and I and you, our dear listeners, to spoil. It's a safe place. It's a safe place. So it's like AA. 12-step program right? <laughs> needed here because we spoil stuff. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Miles, what is going on in your sci-fi world? Well, I'm still reading through that, that Star Trek novel, um, it, one of the last of the Typhon – the last one put out on the Ty, Typhon Pack series, so I'm really enjoying that. Who wrote – is that David Allen Mack wrote that? Uh, this is a d- different author. I, okay. I, I don't recall his name. Okay. Uh, but no, nobody we've, we've met yet. But uh, So I'm, I'm still reading that um, as, as far as – New stuff. Um, still, still enjoying the patio book while we're alive, and uh, still, uh, I'm still behind in it. Well, you'll you'll have a lot of material when you're ready to listen yep. to it, so you won't be mad after the end of each episode. And we'll be talking about the, about this, but uh, watched uh, season premiere of Falling Skies. I loved it. Yeah, absolutely. We definitely will be talking about that tonight. And and still watching um, occasionally, occasionally. Um, Either an episode of Star Trek Voyager or um, one of the shows, the Stargate, Stargate uh, franchise. Uh, when I'm what about Fringe? Well, you're watching Fringe season one. Right? I'm watching. That is true. I, I'm going through uh, Fringe season one. I didn't get the chance to. I didn't watch it when it first came out, but so I came in late through the series. What episode are you at? Do you remember? The last one was um, the one where they find the child in that condemned building. That Ooh. about the Ray Bluff. That's the, the last one with one. the supposedly like it's almost like an observer child. Is that the yeah, one? they kind of hint at that. Well, it's interesting when they're driving away with him. He looks and he sees a September, right? You see September, you know, outside. You know, yeah. and, and you didn't miss the observer in that episode. No, no. I mean, uh, and it, it it's interesting watching. You know, where they where they first put him before before he has any dialogue. You know, because I watched the show late, I, I knew who he was, so I would see. It's like there's the observer. He's there. He's not yeah. doing anything, but there he is. Yeah. You know? What do you think of his palate? <laughs> Well, that's I, I Tabasco mean, sauce and pepper. And yeah, I remember the waitress asked, "Did he want anything to drink?" And he said, "No." And so, uh, um, you know, a, a, a raw roast, raw as possible roast beef sandwich, and he dumps the pepper and Tabasco sauce. And <laughs> I, I just couldn't handle it. 
I guess in the future, um, you know, our taste buds you know, are burned away. So. Yeah, so it has to be something really strong to, to taste it. So yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I wasn't expecting that when I saw that. <laughs> awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, my sci-fi world, uh, season two, uh, season three, I should say, of DS9 is kind of on hiatus. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do want to watch it. I, I'm about four episodes in. I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I just haven't had time. Mm-hmm. That's what this comes down to. Mm-hmm. I did begin reading Game of Thrones book four. I'm only about two chapters in. So I just began it, mm-hmm. I'm listening to it as I run. So some good running material. I did finish a collection. This is anticipation of our uh, Total Recall. Oh. Um, what do we call those things? Rewind mm-hmm. that we're going to be doing a little bit later on tonight. Uh, I did read a collection of Philip K. Dick short stories. The first one I've ever read and it had minority report in it. It had a uh, paycheck in it. Uh, it had, you know, um, we will remember it for you, which of course total recalls based on it. Uh, and there was another one or two in that, that I mm-hmm. did. I kind of missed the middle of the total recall story, but uh, because I fell asleep in it on the way down to fishing uh, oh. earlier this week, but uh, it was it was a very good very good story. Mm-hmm. I also began listening to because I'm not listening to enough books. Um, I began reading Mer Lafferty's Heaven series because mm-hmm. we're going to be interviewing her later on in July, and I wanted to. I always feel like when we interview someone, if they have a putty book, I want to listen to one. I good, feel, yeah. It kind of gives you a feel for that guess. Oh sure, yeah. And I did begin rewatching Lord of the Rings. Fellowship of the Ring. Oh, okay. Because I finally bought it in Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. I bought that in Blu-ray and Star Wars in Blu-ray. Did you notice much difference in the Blu-ray with watching Lord of the Rings? Or oh yeah, yeah. It's absolutely crystal clear. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did watch. I just got a new television. You probably didn't even notice, but oh. I did get a new TV downstairs, and the picture's awesome. It's 1080p. Mm-hmm. I was watching on 720p. Mm-hmm. In fact, I've watched Star Wars first episode with my son in 720p. I'm interested to see what it looks like on. Uh, True high definition. Oh, very good. So I'm excited about that. But so I've been doing a lot of that, but that's really my watching and uh, Falling Skies, obviously, mm-hmm. also a watch. So I'm looking forward to some other shows returning. Very good. All right. Well, uh, why don't you read? We got some listener feedback in from Lee. Why don't you go ahead and read what Lee wrote? So Lee writes in, um, yes, Miles, season one fringe. Uh, Keep it up and cheers to Scott on season two of Deep Space Nine. Good stuff and working on uh, season three. Some great summer stuff. I have not been around much because of the internet was down for uh, ten days. That's what happens when, when you live in the sticks. And then I got the flu and I was out three three days with that. Another great show. Peace and long life. Well, thank you. Thank you for your compliments, Lee. Thanks for writing in. And uh, I will keep up DS9. It's just kind of an hiatus for a little bit. I just can't imagine being without the internet for ten days. I mean, no. Uh, can you? Ma- I know that's you know. At the same time, there is something freeing about that. Sometimes there is. We, we've that is true. Very much dependent on it. Well, let's move into Falling Skies. This is really what's in everyone's mind. We just had the premiere of Falling Skies this past Sunday, and this episode will be out before the next one uh, comes out this Sunday. But let's hear from here, – here are some of the pre-thoughts we got from people on Facebook. J.P. Harvey said, based on the premiere of the season, we'll have a lot more action and less character development. Fight on. Hmm. Yeah, and you thoroughly enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk a little bit um, – uh, about your impressions of the first two episodes, episode Worlds Apart and Shall We Gather at the River, which reminds me of an old hymn. But yes, yes, it does. <laughs> even though that's not at all what it's about. Not even close. But, uh, well, when I first saw it, I noticed um, Connor Jessup's character has really um, developed. Developed, and he's just really in the forefront 
Um, we see his, I guess, the aftermath of him having been, you know, skitterized, um, or harnessed, harnessed his 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 physical abilities are are definitely greatly enhanced. I mean, better sight, better hearing, can run without losing his breath, can swim faster. He's he's stronger, stronger, stronger than his big brother. I mean, I feel like know. we're talking about the Bionic Man. We can build him stronger, right? Faster. Right. <laughs> so I mean, you just don't. I mean. You don't want to mess with this kid. I mean, he's just uh, his, his his abilities have just sh- sh- shot up. I mean, as far as so here here's a question: mm-hmm. Can we trust Ben? Well, so far, well, it's early in the series, but so far we can because he he basically says a lot in, in conversation with his dad is how he's gotten through all this is is his hate for it almost sounds like Bruce Banner, right? Yeah. How does he how does he control it? He hates him. Mm-hmm. And so, will that be enough? Well, that that it's just an interesting juxtaposition with, from Noah Wilder's character. That um, well, what got him through it was that you know he loved his boys, he loved his kids, and you know he wanted to get back home to him. That's Tom, right? I think that's right. Yeah, yeah. Tom. Yeah. So I guess the question is, can we trust Tom? I mean, he's kind of let go by mm-hmm. the ship. We find that he's a, he has a tracking device placed in that they get out, right? And then eventually this tracking device escapes and ends up back in a, a skitter, which actually has a name. I didn't know the skitters had names, but this skitter is called Red Eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's – well, whether we could trust her or not, it's going to add some really good conflict um, with the John Pope character. I mean as far as – he doesn't trust Tom. No, so, he doesn't. And so you know, we'll have some good, some good juicy conflict between that and some, maybe some good John Pope moments there, you know. Yeah, and and I love the way they kind of picked up from the story last season. We're three months later yeah. in the season, and a lot has happened. A lot has happened. They've lost people. Um, and uh, we're minus that Ben's character's kind of other skitter friend is no longer in the show, mm-hmm. apparently. And and there's some. It was, it was nice to see the characters back and the relationships. Right, and, and it's definitely – Definitely a lot more action in these last episodes. Who's the colonel in command? I forget his name. Oh, but yeah. anyways, I, I love his relationship with Tom. That that whole he trusts Tom because he needs Tom. He realizes it in these three months. He realizes he needs Tom, and Tom has lost faith in himself. Right, he's lost. Yeah, Tom's lost faith in himself. He doesn't trust himself, but at the same time, and I'm losing geek cred. But the, the guy, the, the guy who's in charge of the resist that, that resistance cell. I mean, it's like I, he needs him because he offers him a perspective that he doesn't have, and um, he's had three months to miss Tom and miss what Tom contributes to right. uh, to, 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 to to the resistance. Although Pope certainly has been helping out in those three months, but Pope has definitely stepped up. I mean, I guess he has his own band. I mean, the, he know, does has kind of joined the Berserkers or whatever. But they called. aren't all f- with with him one hundred percent either. They view him as kind of reckless, right? Um, the mechanic, for example, mm-hmm. the, that's kind of stepped up. I don't remember his character. He's a new last, character. Last season. He's a new character. And we, we got to see – we're going to meet him um, at Shore Leave, but uh, Ryan Robbins' character. We saw him real briefly. We saw him briefly. So I'd be interested to see you know how much we'll see of him in, in, in upcoming episodes. Oh, well, I, we see a lot. So, so you know, both episodes I give a thumbs up. I love the, the first – the opening episode. I love the flashbacks because it's kind of filled in the story for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the fact that, you know – 
you kind of have Ben that kind of shoots his father accidentally, but then the whole suspicion that falls on Ben, which, you know, so now the father and the son are both people both have suspicions of. Yeah. They don't quite trust. Right. There there was that. I mean, it was, you know, they showed something, what, what, what actually happens in the war. Unfortunately, we don't. We don't. We rarely ever hear it. Actually, about friendly fire. Right. And, and and here's the thing. The thing I like about this is that you have characters that you like, but you aren't sure they're trustworthy. Right. And it makes for a good story because you never know the story. The writers have can take the story anywhere. The ball could drop from right underneath you. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So um, yeah, a very strong showing for this season and. You know, I'm just I'm glad it's back. Yeah, absolutely. Jen from New York called in and gave us her thoughts on Falling Skies. So I'm actually going to stop her voicemail after she's done talking Falling Skies. So I think she talks about some other things, and then we'll go into the other things. But I kind of want to keep our Falling Sky stuff together here. Okay. Hi guys, it's the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. This is Jen from New York. I know I haven't called in a while, but uh, just figured I wanted to call in for like the season two premiere of Falling Skies. And I actually thought it was pretty good last night, actually. You know, I mean, I actually think they kind of improved on it um, since, like, the first season. And, uh, you know, especially, like, the only the only thing I didn't care too much for is when they were showing, like, when Tom was being probed or whatever the aliens were doing to him. And, you know, or, like, when they were, like, even back at the camp and doing the surgery on his eye. I'm like, all the things that they had to show, why they had to show his eye. Especially after everything I've been through lately with my eye. So I'm like, that was the only part I could have done without. But, you know, other than that, I kept saying, okay, no, 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 no. But other than that, I'm like, I also kind of like what they're kind of doing with Ben this season, too. I think he looks pretty cool. I hope they keep up with that. And, uh... But the only bad thing also, too, was that, you know, with the whole talk show thing that they were supposed to have, um, like, I kind of wish they would have done it like how The Walking Dead did theirs with The Talking Dead. I mean, they showed The Talking Dead after the show was aired. I mean, I could have done that with, like, Falling Skies 1, so I guess I'll have to see the interviews online, I guess. I don't think I'd have more with that. But uh, I thought it was pretty cool, nonetheless, that they was, had one anyway. But uh, as for that, I look forward to more. Okay, uh, let's talk about um, what Jen had to say here. Well, Jen, um, it's nice hearing from you. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that the 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 surgery they had to do to remove that probe or whatever from Tom's eye was not easy to watch. You know, if you're if you if you're I, even did, a little, I, I did look away, Jen. I'm with you on that. If you're even a little bit squeamish. Um, which is mo- most of us. Um, that's you know hard. To, that's hard. That's hard on the eyes. <laughs> you know, most of us just picture mm-hmm. that happening to us. We kind of put ourselves in there and we cringe because we know what it would be feel like to have someone digging around our eye, right? Without really any anesthesia or anything else, because they don't have it. Yeah, these people don't, don't have a lot of resources anymore. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And um, I, I agree. I like the way they've been going with Ben, and like you said, and I wasn't aware there was a talk show in this like Walking Dead. There is. I didn't watch it. When I watched – yeah, I didn't I, I, I didn't get a chance to watch it, but actually Will Wheaton is hosting it. Oh, well, I, I kind of want to watch it. With yeah, it could be, yeah, it could be interesting, but yeah. 
So, uh, but thanks, Jen, for calling in and letting us know your thoughts on Falling Skies. We do have some more feedback from you, but any other last thoughts on Falling Skies before we move on and away from Falling Skies? No, I think we're all on the same page there. Yep, absolutely. Well, Jen, let's go ahead and continue your voicemail and listen to what you have to say about some of the other shows that you're watching. And also, like, with the Saving Hope you guys were talking about, too. I know. I'm like, that one's kind of a little disappointing to me, too, a little bit. Because as much as I love the two actors in it, you know, Michael Shanks, who was Daniel Jackson in Stark at SG-1, and Erica Durant was Lois in Smallville. But, I mean, the show seems kind of, like, slow going. I don't know where they're going. It's only going to be this. Because I kind of wish they would have made him more like, you know, say, like, house slash ghost whisperer kind of thing. You know, if he would have woken up early from his coma and, like, you know, as he's, like, trying to investigate the patient's, like, problems, he can have, like, the spirits or whatever, like, is around him, you know, and try to tell him, say, you know, that they know what the cause of the patient's problem is. And he could go, oh, I know the solution. I can fix it. Ta-da. You know, that kind of thing would have been a little bit more interesting. And, like, so... We'll see. I'll probably watch the next episode, but who knows after that. We'll see if it doesn't pick up soon. But, yeah, disappointing with that. And uh, as far as, like, what else, I, I mean, I've been enjoying True Blood as well. I don't know how many of you guys watched that, but that's been really great. And uh, as also for what I started reading recently, I actually started reading the uh, first issue of the Star Trek Next Generation slash Doctor Who crossover comic book. I'm like, so far that was pretty good, actually. I got it on my iPod. The digital one. and But the only bad thing is that I, I know that there's supposed to be like eight issues of that. And I don't know when the second one is supposed to come out. So I'm like, so I'm kind of like trying to find out. But I don't know. So but I still look forward to it. So we'll see how, what, you know, further like adventures are. And uh, I also got to see Men in Black 3. And I thought that was well done. I like the whole like time travel storyline. And I also like Josh Brolin as a young version of Kay. And I would have liked to see more of him, too, as Kay. But I thought it was well done. And uh, I also got to see The Adventures. I really enjoyed that. You know, I loved, like, you know, all those guys. They were great. Um, you know, I look forward to all those, like, you know, Thor 2 and, like, Iron Man 3 and all the rest of those numbers. And I also look forward to, like, Spider-Man, when that comes out, the new one. And, you know, even though I kind of like to think of it as kind of like a what-if, I'm like, I don't really know, you know, my time, like, besides it's supposed to be an origin story, like, like, what if his parents were alive, I guess is what they're trying to show in the commercial, I'm not sure. So I tried to look at it that way. But it still looks like it should be, like, really, you know, good as always. And also Dark Knight I'm looking forward to as well. So I guess that's about it about for now. So then, bye-bye. Well, thank you, Jen from New York, for calling in and giving us your thoughts on some of the shows that you're watching, some of them that we're watching, some of them that we're not. Miles, what do you think about what she's saying about Saving Hope? Let's start there. Yeah, I, I'm i not sure the show totally grabbed me yet, but the only thing it, it sort of grabbed me at the end when they showed what next week's – will be this week's episode uh, looks like. Um, so uh, we'll wait and see. That's a wait and see show for me. If I'm what do you think it. about making Michael Shanks' character more like House or more like the Ghost Whisperer? Well, I think what might have happened was people might have made comparisons yeah. to House or Ghost Whisperer, saying you know, and maybe would have viewed that negatively. So, yeah, uh, maybe it was a good thing they didn't go that route. Yeah, but, but I guess the route they've gone hasn't quite hooked her. It doesn't sound like she's absolutely convinced this is a show for her. 
Yeah, I, I, I'm with you there, Jen. Yeah, True Blood, we, of course, are not watching, but people, obviously, we have huge fans in that, and mm-hmm. we did get a chance to meet. One, one of the cast members of Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard about this and forgot about the, the Star Trek Next Gen Doctor Who comic crossover. Right. Uh, have you followed up or have you looked at it at all? I've heard of it. it, it because I'm not a Doctor Who uh, fan, um, uh, I haven't really been paying much attention do to it. Do you pay attention to these crossovers when they do them many times? Um, no, not really uh, because the genres are sh- so different. I yeah, just, they are. I just don't see how – Didn't they, they do an well Avengers, uh, Star Trek crossover or something like that, they Justice did League? X-Men. Oh, an X-Men. Years ago, they did X-Men, uh, Next Generation – and I think with the original series also, but they also did um, either ha- either it has happened or will happen soon a, a um, crossover with uh, the League of Superheroes. Okay, all right, right, right. So, but yeah, I've I've heard of it. Um, I've heard other people on other podcasts talk about it. It hasn't really because the genres are just so different that that how how both of them will mesh well as a story. Well, they must. I mean, people do them and they're doing them again and again. So there must be they must sell them. There must be a market out there. I mean, yeah, absolutely I mean, for the crossovers. I mean, listeners, are any of you reading the um, the, the crossover with uh, with Next Gen Doctor Who? What do you think? Yeah, and uh, let us know if you know when the next issue is coming out because Jen needs to know, and we don't know. Mm-hmm. Men in Black Three haven't seen it yet. Still want to go see that with the wife. Don't know if that's going to happen. And Avengers, obviously, we love the Avengers. Right? Um, yeah. The uh, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm still considering maybe seeing seeing um, Men in Black three of the theaters also. I'm, I'm only hearing good stuff right now. Yeah, it is, and uh, it's still in the theaters yet, so I really should check it out. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'll have to arrange a date with my wife to go do that. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, thanks, Jen, again from New York for calling in. Colin, our good friend from the UK from Trek News and Views on Trek FM, mm-hmm. uh, has sent in his review of Prometheus. Did you see Prometheus? Oh, no, I have not. My brother saw it, loved it. Loved it. Now, he he did not watch the Alien franchise, and apparently if you were lovers of the Alien franchise, this movie really grabbed you. Uh, People love this movie. At least that's what I heard. And this is what Colin had to say about this movie. Hi, Scott. Hi, Miles. It's Colin. I just thought I'd send you an illegal ditty about Prometheus and my thoughts on it. Um, It's kind of hard to talk about this film without spoiling it massively. So anyone who doesn't want to know about it might want to jump ahead about mm, four minutes. Anyway, the film opens with a beautiful vista, and it's it is a stunning scene at the start. And you see uh, what we call the navigators, what they call the engineers, in their living, breathing form, and it is beautifully rendered. Um, the actors, Michael Fassbender as the um, android, is brilliant. Um, Charlize Theron as the cool, calculating, ruthless businesswoman is also very good. The heroine, because it's always a heroine in alien films, isn't it, was well, very well acted as well. Um, there's some plot holes in it. Basically, some of them are so big you can drive the Nostromo through them. And other parts of it do make you think. It's very religious in its tone. It's all about the quest for who we are, where we came from. And they go to... Basically, they find the cave paintings, and these cave paintings fight to a star system, and so they go to the star system to basically discover where we came from. And it turns out that we was created by the navigators, engineers. And then it gets a bit 
fuzzy. Um, David, who is the android, manages to trigger um, a hologram, which is basically like a Star Wars hologram, the blue static type of thing. And you see the navigator engineers running from something, but you never find out what they're running from. Which leads you into a room where these cylinders are. Not eggs, cylinders. And there's like a liquid comes out of them when the humans enter. And in another scene, there's, there's a load of aliens pulled up against the wall. And again, you never find out what pulled them up there. It, then the, the film basically progresses along with the search for the meaning of life. And then you find out that Wayland's alive. And it's about 172, which is by the look of him or something daft like that. Um, and then it goes on a bit further and there's a bit of sneaky underhanded stuff which is what we've come to expect from the androids in the alien films so that's true to form and then we find out that the aliens that created us also created the alien and basically there's a line from David where he says in order to create you must destroy meaning us so basically what the premise of the film is is they created us in order to destroy us and replace us with this other species or create a hybrid of the two um, and all the way through it this, the heroine is the one that's searching for the meaning of life the religious overtones where we came from and and you know basically things along those lines it's all about the questioning of the meaning um, some people have said it's one of those films that makes you think and ponder but not me not me it was pretty straightforward for me so beautifully shot beautiful special effects great vistas stunning scenery uh, the aliens look brilliant but I don't know there was just something lacking and you don't actually see an alien until the last minute you do see like and it's a prototype version there's a prototype version of the facehuggers also in the film. Um, some of it, you know, you, you, you're thinking, really? Some of it's a bit of a stretch, but not bad, not brilliant. I'd give it 6 out of 10. Okay, so Colin, thank you so much for sending that real thorough review in. You actually make me want to kind of see this film. You definitely piqued my interest, uh, Colin, to, to, you know, see it i don't know if i'm gonna see it in theaters it might be a dvd for me i mean that's when i've seen all the others anyway so yeah i think this one might be a rental for me but um it's definitely but my interest is definitely peaked i've heard others pretty much give it good reviews just saying it's not what you expect if you're you know you know if you're expecting this to be a pure prequel for for alien aliens, that that's not what it is. I mean, it, it is, but it's you know, it's also its own thing too. So, so yeah. Um, but yeah, Colin, you've you've you know, you got me interested. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. It's it's one that um, it sounds like there certainly are some holes in it. The whole android thing or the robot thing going kind of berserk or mm-hmm. being underhanded. That's that's kind of a trope for the alien films. Mm-hmm. And I know this isn't technically an alien film, but it's kind of like Hale's a prequel, right? Right. That's my understanding. But I love the idea that at least at least beautifully done. And we have a lot of questions and the whole search for meaning. It makes it kind of I'm I'm kind of interested. It it sounds like it's a very pure science fiction film, which is, you know, you know, we're not getting 
it'll, it'll be nice if we're getting more like movies like this. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much for calling that in. And uh, listeners, if you watch Prometheus and you want to weigh in on Prometheus about what you thought about it, call us at one 888 4343 or email us to sci-fi diner podcast at Uh Well, we have some other uh, feedback somewhere in here. Uh, Chelsea wrote in. Do you want to talk about what she wrote? Sure. So Chelsea says, uh, finally getting to watch all of the uh, red uh, werewolf hunter. I've seen the last... Uh uh, five minutes of it. I stopped the uh, channel and, and was, oh, look, it's Felicia Day. All I saw was her back as she was at walking. And I was right, haha, I am such a fangirl. Anyway, though you guys might appreciate it. Li- li- live long, nerd on, on Prosper, haha. Um, yeah, seeing the back of Felicia Day, I could stare at that back all day. <laughs> I know you can, Scott. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, Tamu wrote in. Wrote in, wrote in, yeah, wrote in. I have only now started to watch Dollhouse. Never heard of it before until your podcast. I like that Tamal Pennicott is in it because her name's kind of similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was a big fan of Battlestar Galactica and a big fan of the Sci Fi Diner podcast. So thank you for being a fan of the big of the Sci Fi Diner podcast. I'm glad you're watching Dollhouse. Yeah, I think you're gonna like you're you're gonna like this this uh, show. It's uh, it's it's a bit different, but I, I think. Tamar Panikett's character is certainly you know, one of the strong points of it. It's, it's one of the, definitely one of the strong points of it, and and in a lot of ways, just just as much as he was a Battlestar Galactic, I think you'll find, at least for me, I, I thought he was the conscience of the show. Oh, absolutely, we've said that before, mm-hmm. said before, and even in our interview with him, I think we say that. Right. Kevin Badchelder wrote in, and uh, he of course is from the Tuning Into Sci-Fi TV podcast and the Saturday B Movie Reel. He said, I, I really enjoyed your interview with Laura. She works hard on the Parsec Awards project all year long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was a great interview. We had a lot of people that really liked that interview. Mm-hmm. I feel like it gave a face to the Parsecs. Yeah, which it needed. And, and so certainly there. Tim Darling, do you want to read what he wrote? So Tim Timothy Darling writes in, Oh, look, the Star Trek franchise has found a way to eke out a few hundred more dollars out of the old uh, material. They're restoring TNG, I guess, because it's uh, so old. It is annoying to me how these folks and Lucasfilm can keep re-releasing old material and charge for it again. I might go to the theater for the experience, but I won't be paying for the same episodes. Why don't they pump uh, those efforts into uh, extending the franchise instead of uh, retracing the old steps? Yes, a very good question, Miles. Why don't they do that? I think, well, there's a couple reasons, I think. Um, I'm all for. I'm all, I'm all for you know maybe doing some restoring for T, for TNG, um, and I think they they have to for they have to so they can show it in HD. I mean with with with, with the way TV is now, so I, I think just so it looks good on HTV HD that they're you know they want it. They wanted to, you know, update the make sure it looks good for HD. And there's a huge Trek following from a business standpoint. Huge Trek following that when they release it on Blu-ray, people will buy it. Yeah, they're they are now. Now Tim is right about this. I mean, um, the powers that be are, are guilty of double dipping because absolutely the people that bought the uh, the DVDs paid hundred bucks a season for a season of, of, of that what of, it was when they first came out they were about a hundred bucks a season and so 
from what I understand, the, the price on the Blu-rays is about the same, if not a little higher, right now. Ooh. And so, so yeah, it's it, you know they're making money. They're, they're making money. I don't know. I, I guess it's worth their while. I mean, to do it, but it, it is frustrating. I, I, I get it. Um, you know, it, it, it it's guilty of double dipping, but um, would I like to see TNG? You know, have you know? Like the exterior shots to look look up to today's standards. Oh yeah, I would. I yeah. Mean, now, are they releasing these in theaters as well? I didn't yeah, understand the, two of the episodes being released in theaters. Is that what I'm hearing? Well, I understand across the country in, in some in some theaters they're going to sh- they're going to show some of these episodes, the, these restored episodes of TNG on on the uh, screen. When are they going to come out? Do we know? I haven't been following it. I mean, um, would you I mean, go see it? But I, I might name I might go see. Yeah, I, I, I might go see an episode. You know, if if, it, if it's near my area, yeah. Maybe if it's measure of a man. <laughs> well, well, that or um, something like um, uh, Best of Both Worlds. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of good ones out there. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for uh, sharing that, Tim. Mm-hmm. One other thing. We did get uh, another five-star review on our iTunes page. So thank you. Uh, Dranor420, who said, keep it up, boys. You make my work day much better. Well, thank you for the uh, the, the uh, five star review. Thank you for the five star review, and thank you for uh, listening to us in your work day. At least we're not putting you to sleep. <laughs> we're dulling the pain. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but thank you so much, and you too can leave your five star review. We'd love to have that, Miles, wouldn't we? Yeah, listeners, uh, that, that's just a small way. Would, by giving us a five star review on iTunes, um, it, it, it gives us more uh, exposure. If, if people are looking for podcasts, listen to it on iTunes. If, if we have the five stars, it puts story. us up in the rankings a little bit. It puts us up in the rankings and it, 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 it exposes people to us. So, yep, yep, and we love we, we love we love exposing people to us. <laughs> Wait, you took us in a direction that that, 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 could, that could go wrong. This is family friendly. We should wrap yes. up the show before we go any further. Huh? We should. We should. Uh, if you have any thoughts about any shows, Falling Skies, Prometheus, if you go to see Spider Man. Four because I think by the time we do our next listener feedback show, that will be out. Mm-hmm. And so if you go to see that, let us know what you thought of it. Let us know. Our next episode of recording is the 5th of July, so the day after it's released, because I think it's released Independence Day. And um, let us know what you think. And uh, if you're listening to any audio books, we want to hear we want to hear from you about what you're watching so that we can talk about it here and kind of mm-hmm. give our thoughts. I believe that's about it, Miles. And so uh, thank you so much for tuning in. You can get a hold of us. Find out all you want to know about us at SciFiDinerPodcast.com. Until next time, good night and good luck. We will see you.